This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Hello and welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Jenna. And I'm Tosh. And today we have one of our favorite guests back. Well, they're all our favorites, but we love Carrie Gaskin so very much. Uh, today we're going to talk about something very important with school being back. Uh, and, you know, we're in a couple months now. Routines are in place mm-hmm. and things are starting to bubble up for some people. Exactly. Today we're going to talk about bullying, but we're really going to dig into bullying today and maybe how you can find out if your kid's being bullied or if your kid is the bully. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Carrie, let's uh, let's take it away. Let's start. What's the definition of bullying? You know, that's such a great question. So, um, your kid comes home from school and gets off the bus and another kid throws leaves in their face. And you right away go, oh, my word, my kid's being bullied. And your kid throws leaves back at the other kid. And you're like, don't ever do that again. You're being a bully. Okay, so let's be clear. They're having fun. They're playing. That's not bullying, mm-hmm. right? That is not. But sometimes we're so, it's so close to the surface for us right now because we've had some really great anti-bullying campaigns. Everybody's really aware. So it's important that we make the distinction between what is just rude behavior, right? Um, which is basically inadvertently saying something that hurts someone or doing something that hurts someone. I can think of a relative who shall remain nameless. <laughs> Um, who who might comment about um, gently? Oh wow, you must have been doing some baking lately. As <gasps> as they're looking me up and down, um, you know, I have a really great meal plan that you might be interested in. So coming from a place of love, worried about my health, they've said something that hurt me. You know, meanwhile everybody else in the room is, yeah. you know, faces a gog <laughs> at the rudeness. That's rude inadvertently hurting someone. And then there's like meanness, right? And we've all seen the movie Mean Girls, right? (laughs) And to be clear, those girls were bullies. Um, But meanness is intentionally, purposefully doing something to hurt someone once, maybe twice, you know? So um, the difference between rude behavior and mean behavior is really to do with intention. So if I chose intentionally to say something mean to you and knew it was going to be hurtful, that's mean. Kids are like kids are mean to each other sometimes, right? They'll criticize each other for their clothing, their appearance, their intelligence, their athletic ability, their artistic ability, the way they chewed their toast this morning. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, right. Like, your feet smell. Anything that is a little bit about impulsive cruelty, I guess, is a, a good way to describe meanness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often motivated by feeling angry or hurt, or maybe even the goal of just kind of propping themselves up which then shifts quite nicely into bullying. And bullying is that kind of repeated, intentional, mean behavior, right? So we can agree that that bullying is mean, but meanness isn't necessarily bullying. So while mean behavior can can really wound deeply and insult, it's not necessarily bullying. I'm just keeping my notes so yeah, that I stay on track. Absolutely. Um, so, but I think it's so important to make those distinctions and remind ourselves It of is, right? So when we shift into bullying, we're talking about a behavior, an action that is repeated over time and that ultimately involves an imbalance of power, right? And there's that, there's that key piece. There's a power differential there. And it's it could be power um, physically. Someone is stronger, bigger. Um, frequently in school, we're seeing, you know, power differentials of popularity, 
mm-hmm. right? That's a big one. Um, and kids who bully, who say something mean, do it with no regret, no sense of remorse, no sense of empathy, even when the target of their bullying speaks up and says, hey, that hurt me, right? And that's really the distinction. So when the aggressor has very little compassion for the person that they're victimizing, that's, that's really about bullying. So it's repeated behaviors. Um, and they, they come into kind of steps. Um, there's the physical bullying. You know, the kid that gets shoved on the playground repeatedly, spitting, tripping, hair pulling, punching, um, slamming a kid into the locker. Those would be your, your pinching. physical. Pinching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> we hear that one a lot, interestingly. Um, those would be examples. so quiet. Right. Yeah. It seems unobtrusive. Yeah, wasn't supposed to sit here and pinch. And what, what's interesting <laughs> is that I read some research recently that said that acts of bullying in the schools take less than 10 seconds to happen. Oh, wow. So wow. think about you're in a class, you're a teacher, you're in a class of 20 to 30 kids, and you don't see it because yep. it's done. Mm-hmm. But I've done that 30 times in the day, right? And um, that same study told us that one in four children report being bullied. One in four. One wow. in four. Holy. 25% of kids aged 6 to 15 report being bullied. That's that's a 25% of kids in grades one to ten. Now, is that because we're misrepresenting bullying, though, right? That's an interesting question. Um, so in the study, they did differentiate between acts of rudeness, meanness, and bullying behaviors. Okay. So that actually is bullying wow. behavior. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've tackled um, the physical. Then there's the verbal aggression, right? This is where, unfortunately, I think we talked about this a bit when we were talking about anxiety back in the spring. Girls are really good with their words, mm-hmm. right? So that that meanness. We used to say, you know, sticks and stones, but names will never hurt me. Well, those those verbal aggression pieces really do hurt deeply. And words and threats actually do hurt and wound and stay with us. Um, you know, really long-lasting harm. I was going to say, I feel like those are, they're worse, right? Because, like, it, yeah, if someone pinches you, well, that pain, it, it's quick. It's gone. Right. It goes as quick as the 10 seconds that it took for it to happen. But those words go over your head and, again and, and again. And that's it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they become, you know, entrenched, embedded. And for those kids who already are feeling anxious or um, as outsiders, they tumble around again and again and again and again. Um, so those verbal aggression pieces are really, they're harder to see sometimes, but they really hurt. Um, and then the one that's really hard, particularly in the school, is the relational aggression, right? That's the kids use their friendship to manipulate. They use popularity. Um, they're so using social isolation, social exclusion, shunning, hazing, um, rumor spreading. And of course, the most painful example of that and, and tying into cyberbullying, which is next, would be Retea Parsons, of course, in right. Nova Scotia, which was a horrible example of what can happen in in the case of bullying. Um, so that relational aggression is, you know, can happen even in those very young ages, right? Where you can come to my, my party. party. That's exactly the preschool. one I was in, right? We started that in preschool. Yeah, oh I gosh. couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. So I'm going to look at you and tell you I'm going to exclude you. But I'm going to invite Tosh mm-hmm. and everybody else in the room, but I'm going to exclude you. And that is bullying, yeah. right? That And that is a very intentional, deliberate act of hurt. And it's pervasive. It really is pervasive. Um, and it's crushing, right? Kids, kids who experience that um, retreat, 
right? And that's where we, we start to see some of those anxiety behaviors that we've talked about before. Especially if it starts so young, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 And I mean, honestly, I see adults in my practice who talk about the bullying they experienced as children and how it has impacted them wow. at 40, 50, 60 years old. They're still feeling the impact of that. So it really is important to have these conversations, to have these dialogues. And of course, today, you know, in 2019, cyberbullying is such an insidious form of bullying, right? Technology being, you know, at a grasp at any moment, a phone, an iPad, a desktop computer, a laptop computer, it's everywhere. And what's really hard is because it can be so anonymous, mm. right? Um, you can go to bed and think your day is great and wake up and there's a flurry of messages from anonymous people or not anonymous people mm -hmm. telling you horrible things. And this is really, um, it's really easy to create repeated harm because we can share, right? There's, there's that social sharing, the, the power of social media being great on the one hand, being really horrible on the other because stuff can get broadcast so immediately and go viral. Right. I mean, viral is such a perfect term for it. Yes, absolutely. So those are kind of the, the four layers of bullying. When the bullying becomes um, even more repeated, more um, insidious, then we're getting into the realm of harassment, which is kind of outside the scope of this conversation and getting into more criminal behaviors. But that is often the very next piece. Right. So it's important to be aware of that. <clears throat> well, and I think more and more that topic is coming up for parents and knowing when when those lines are being crossed and when Absolutely. you do have to switch from just it's bullying that we can deal with within the school system or within the parent group mm -hmm. to something that is harassment because we are seeing it happen but then at the same time i think we see so people so many people jump ahead yes right? they're going from that mean word mm -hmm. to oh my goodness i need to call the police right and i think that's that's an important piece is to take that breath Right. Um, and I've talked about the stop technique for anxiety, but it's great for our reactions to because we want to be protective of our kids. Right. We love them. We want the best for them. Nobody better hurt my little Johnny. Um, so just taking that stop, taking that breath, really observing and asking your kid, how did that make you feel? Oh, we were just playing. OK, cool. Right. Right. Oh, you're not upset. No. Okay. Right. But when your, your kid is coming home repeatedly saying, I'm sad or is retreating or um, maybe their hygiene is diminishing or there's a lot of school refusal or they don't want to go to their sport. Those are really good indicators that something's going on. And if they keep talking about the same kid over and over mm -hmm. again, right? Oh, you know, Sally, Sally was mean again today. How was Sally mean? Right. Asking those questions, conversation and communication really helps you to understand what's happening with your child at home, at school, at sport, and so on, right? Really just talking. And I think making sure that you're, like you said, you're, you're talking to your child and you're asking about their situation and not just remembering what you might have gone through or what your friends went through and, and carrying all that baggage Absolutely. and automatically thinking, oh, this is going to turn into bullying. Right. You're trying to be proactive, but it's not there yet. Right. And that's it's a hard balance to strike. It really is. I mean, we do, as you said, carry our own stuff and we do see the world through the lens of our own experience. And so, you know, if if I were bullied as a child, I might see a bully in every corner. Right. Because that's that's where I sit. Mm -hmm. So having that conversation saying, well, OK, this is not my stuff. What's happening with my mm -hmm. child? What is their stuff? 
So those same kind of symptoms that we might look for in a child who's experiencing anxiety would be the same as what we might look for in a child who may be experiencing bullying, um, avoiding activities they used to love, um, making up excuses to avoid school, diminishing um, hygiene, missing a lot of school, being more irritable, moody, stressed, um, less excited or motivated, sleeping more or less than usual, changes in diet, um, social isolation, preferring to be alone or only with friends, like really close friends or family. Those would be some signs that we would look for. Okay. Now, as a parent, um, and if your kid is bringing up this one kid over and over again, would you recommend going to the school first or contacting Sally's parents or poor Sally? Usually it's Karen's that get, <laughs> get hit on but Sally today. What would you recommend from your position? Would you say uh, approach the school first or approach the parent first? Or is it really no. just a okay? <laughs> Neither. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes and but no. Okay. Um one of the things that I come at the world with is perspective of giving people the tools they need to resolve their own stuff. Okay. So giving your child the tools they need to look at the bully and say, no, that's not okay. Right. So having them have the courage to stand up. Now we know that with, with a lot of bullies, that's not going to be helpful, but allowing your child to try to resolve the problem themselves first is a good first step. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, depending where the bullying's happening. Right. If it's happening at school, absolutely the school is the place to have the conversation. If it's happening at the playground, having a conversation with that person's parent. It's all about appropriate escalation, right? But giving your child the opportunity to solve the problem for themselves first is remarkably empowering. It gives them the sense of, hey, you know what? I took care of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not that weak, bullied child that that person tried to make me out to be. And that's just a great life skill. Right? Absolutely. Confidence builder. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of giving them the tools. So forewarning them, talking to them about, you know, what does bullying look like? So letting them understand the difference between rude behavior, mean behavior, and bullying. Because kids will say, oh, I was bullied. Really? What happened? Poor Sally. Um, <laughs> Sally wouldn't let me sit with her at lunch. Okay, well, that's not bullying. Maybe Sa maybe Sally had a rotten day mm -hmm. and just wants to be alone. Okay, so maybe that's just rude behavior. So helping your child understand that. Um, talking to them about what it looks like in other children. You know, what's happening that that child might be being bullied so that your child doesn't become that bystander, right? Mm -hmm. They become that upstander hey, you can't do that to my friend. That's not okay. And if it doesn't stop, I'm going to go and get an adult that I trust to take care of this, right? So giving your child the tools to do that. So having those conversations about how to do that in a safe way mm -hmm. and not a vengeful or retaliatory way, those are important pieces for sure. Absolutely. And so what about the whole flip side of it when you're Sally's that Yes, <laughs> you're Sally's mom, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to know that their child is the bully. Nobody wants to hear that, right? You never want to get that phone call saying, hey, Sally's mom, your kid's kind of a jerk, <laughs> right? It, it hurts to think that your, your child might be inflicting harm on others, right? It hurts. And you start to question your parenting. Um and as much as bullying is an issue for the victim, it is also a serious issue for the aggressor. 
Friendships are important in childhood, in youth. It's an important indicator of children's overall mental health. And if your child is, is bullying, physical, verbal, et cetera, it can be a sign of their own distress. They may be experiencing their own anxiety or depression. Um, they may be experiencing um, emotional dysregulation, right? Um, maybe there's some executive functioning challenges happening. So it's important that we remember that kids don't bully just for giggles, right? There's something happening that is that is really getting them to that point. So again, what are we looking at? Communication. Talk with your child. Encourage them to understand what bullying is, where does it come from, what does it look like, so that when they're engaging in behaviors that are stepping into that realm, oh, I'm doing that, mm -hmm. right? And we sometimes forget that behavior starts at home. So maybe you're not bullying your child, but maybe it's a really loud house, or maybe the the fighting styles is not a healthy arguing style at home. So they're picking that up, and then they're taking that to the playground, they're taking that to their sports, they're taking that to school. So the more that we model kindness, respect, and empathy at home, the less likely our, child's are, our children are to not do that, right? The more likely they are to be kind, empathetic, and compassionate. But if they're not... <laughs> then we have to provide, you know, appropriate consequences, right? Um, which is hard to do. Absolutely. Right? Hard to find that right consequence. Mm -hmm. um, schools will have their own set of consequences. And what we do at home should be fairly equal in scope. So if, if um, your teenager is engaged in bullying via Snapchat or Instagram, right? Somebody, they're hitting somebody's spam account with all of the mean things. Taking their phone away for, you know, two months is not an appropriate response, even though you might be like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But unfortunately, I'm going to take it. <laughs> if you take the privilege for too long, it loses all validity. Right. Right. So, oh, I'm coming hard at you. You're grounded for 18 until you're 18 years old. Yeah. So what? Right. You've just, you've taken any kind of weight to that consequence. So being aware of that, Having, you know, an opportunity for the children to learn, um, to earn their privileges back is a great way to, to provide those consequences and to find that balance in punishment, which is a horrible word, in consequence um, for their behaviors. The word we use a lot in our Consequence. consequence. <laughs> <Yeah>. Privilege. <laughs> it's a good one. But yeah, I was thinking of that, that it. The behavior starts at home, right? Mm -hmm. And I find my oldest bullies my youngest quite a bit. And I don't know if that's a natural, because I'm the younger child, and I don't remember my brother bullying me, but he probably did. So I, is it bullying or is it mean behavior? No, she's just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. She's seven. I don't know. She's a drama queen. So no, no, it's probably just mean behavior. Right. Yeah. Because bullying is that repeated behavior. Re the same behaviors, right? Right. Intentionally to cause harm with a power differential. Right. Yeah. So is it just like, ew, your hair looks stupid today, right? That's that's a mean behavior. Yes. Right. That's mean behavior, and that can be, you know, you can intervene with that rather quickly. And I know that in our own family, we say we'll say to our oldest, "Stop bullying your sister." And in fact, I know it's not bullying; it's mean behavior. Hmm. But we we throw that a word that word out very, very quickly, yeah. right? Um. And it's hard. 
It's hard to not do that because it is really at the surface. It's very top of mind. But it is so important that we use the right terminology so that we don't over-exaggerate behaviors and have more dire consequences. Well, and that's it, too. Nobody wants their kid to be the bully. So I'm, I feel like I'm always doing the same thing. Like, stop being a bully. Stop being a bully so that she doesn't want to be a bully. But... Yeah, but are you yes. just telling her she is right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Got the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It may as well. Go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like that. If I've got yeah. the name, I'll play the game. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> so really interesting is that you know kids are smarter than we are. Mm. Scares me, but they are. Um, <laughs> you know, when my daughter was in in kindergarten, some boys were were engaging in some mean behavior at school, and um, they came to her classroom to apologize to her is they have a great principal who believes that we make amends. Love you, Mr. R. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, in the incredible wisdom of a five-year-old, she looked at those boys, and I got the phone call from the principal later to tell me about this. She looked at those boys and said, it's okay. I forgive you. You're not bad boys. You made a bad choice. In kindergarten. Right? Wow. And I think... If we hang on to that, that's such a great thing to remember. You're not a bad kid. You've made a bad choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's another one I say a lot. Don't make bad decisions. (laughs) (laughs) You can make better decisions than that. Right. And encouraging our kids in that positive language, you know, when you you say to them, don't be a bully, um, our brain doesn't actually recognize the word don't. Mm. So when we say that, they hear be a bully. So instead saying, hey, be a good friend. Hey, make good choices. Hey, be helpful, compassionate. And so encouraging them with those positive pieces as opposed to don't be bad, don't make bad choices, don't be a bully. They're just hearing make bad choices. Right, exactly. Exactly. Well, we unfortunately have to wrap it up there. (laughs) We have a decision we have to make. Yeah, unfortunately, somewhat bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, Carrie, before we go, um, if anybody is listening and they think that their child needs to speak with you or maybe they need to speak with you, where can they find you? Um, You can find me on all the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Coverdale Counseling, Coverdale CC, and CoverdaleCounseling.ca. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. I have a feeling we'll probably be doing this again. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep coming up with topic ideas to bring Carrie back. Sure thing. Yeah. So thanks again for listening. Thanks again for watching. And remember to leave us a review. Follow us on all of our social media channels as well. And we'll talk to you again next week. 